Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to episode number 246 of Category 5 Technology TV. It's Tuesday, June the 8th, 2012. Good to see you. Hey, Erica. How's it going? Excellent. How about yourself? Uh, very good, very good. I've good. had a pretty good month. I have 12 days of school left. And 12 days of school. Yes, can't wait. The to worst graduate. 12 days ever. Those are like, I guarantee you that's going to be the longest 12 days of your life. Well, it's going by really fast because, like, you get to school and they're like, "Oh, ISU's big projects," yeah, and yeah. like, yeah, just it, it, there, there's so a lot. We got lot. stuff going on. There's so a lot going on, and okay. like, we gotta get our tests in, and mm-hmm. the and the mural that I've been working on to bring wellness into the school will be done on Friday, cool. so I can hopefully send some pictures and stuff. Excellent. But, yeah, it's yeah. been a long time in working on that, about two months now. Yeah, you first mural in the time. school. Actually, and it's been that school's been open for 11 years almost. Wow, well, good for you. Yeah, good so stuff. I'm happy that we got something up there. And then also, I took a couple of trips this month. It was yeah, nice. what were you up to? Um, I heard something about whitewater rafting. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm looking into that. I, I kind of want to be a raft guide and take okay. people down the river someday. So I've I've been gone I've been going whitewater rafting every year and I just I love it like you know just being on the river and then you have people who've never done it before and they see like the big wave <laughs> and they just like stop paddling yikes and I'm just like are you serious like come yeah. on and then yeah it's fun got cool. to like you know push my sister in the water and stuff like yeah <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately it was, it was we had this heat wave here in Ontario and then oh now it's like brutally cold it's unbelievable uh but we had that one time that was when you were there so that's brilliant Uh, i was looking at your bio this week and and erica's bio is on our website at category5.tv you can learn more about uh about some of the fun stuff that she's into and (laughs) and uh skiing as well during the winter now whitewater rafting in the summer that's very cool yeah that's what i'm gonna look into then that way i can have just two seasonal jobs and then not worry about right yeah hey that makes sense because I'm trying to find a job. Yeah. <laughs> How's everybody doing in the chat room? What are you up to? Uh, good to see Dave Maydew. Dave Maydew uh, uh, went under the knife and uh, is doing well, as far as oh, uh, I understand, good. in the in the chat room. And so good to have you back with us. And uh, I'm glad that uh, that everything went well and that you're well on the mend. Uh, great to see everybody. Yeah, it is great to see everyone. Also, um, right here, um, is it the old guy Jim is saying that the whitewater rafting in the New Gully Rivers in West Virginia are the best of Mississippi. There well, you Where were I'm, you? I was just like right on the Ottawa River. They have nice. three main channels, so oh. I went down... Only three channels? I'd move into a different hotel. <laughs> channel. It's river <laughs> channels. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and they're huge. Like, they have sometimes, like when, like, when the water's really low... The waves get so high that they're actually twenty feet, twenty feet, and then you have like you have it's like taller than Shaq. Yeah, like you actually have like the instructor in the back, and they're like, "Oh my God, paddle, guys!" <laughs> go, <laughs> like, go, go! I'd love to see that as you turn around with your liquid image camera mask on, and it's like, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> just see. They it. have people on scene, and they take the videos of yeah. you as you're going down. So, like, what they do is they oh they get you out of the boat and then you look at the rapid and you're sitting there like uh rapid and then like (laughs) and then pretty much they're all like yeah you're gonna go down with the camera all in your face and then i'm like okay great and then all of a sudden like when you go down like all you hear and like all you see in the video is everyone stop paddling and then you see the instructor in the back like yelling and screaming (laughs) but when everyone doesn't paddle he gets lifted up 
Oh, right. Like he gets launched out because yep. he's trying so hard, but no one's doing anything. So Bunch of just the way the forces work of physics, he gets launched out. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. That sounds fun. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be in the, the shape for it, but it sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll get you to tell us what's coming up in the news. First, I want to tell you, tonight... We have a Magic Jack to give away free, long distance included for U.S. and Canada for an entire year. So we're talking about replacing your phone service absolutely free tonight. We're going to be giving that away. I hope you left us a voicemail. We got 78 voicemail, I believe wow. is the number. I'll double That's check. That's a lot to go through. Yeah. So uh, we're actually going to be doing a random draw based on those tonight. And uh, very, very excited about that for your sake. So stick around. That's happening tonight. Also... We're going to be continuing our series, How to Save Money Using Technology. We're going to be looking at Lowfoot, which is a piece of technology online that's going to allow us to work with our smart meter in such a way that we can really seriously save some money. And we might even get some credit back as well uh, for the carbon uh, emissions that we're saving. Um, so we're going to be talking about that a little later in the show. Lots of exciting stuff. Erica. I'll let you take it away. Don't <laughs> well, go anywhere, guys. <laughs> Coming up in the newsroom, um, we have a new type of flexible ultra-thin glass that may help uh, smartphones slimmer and allow for curved displays. And also selling hardware that allows running of counterfeit software that could lead to jail time. And Facebook is working on a way for parents to control their kids or friends online. Uh, Microsoft oh. dealt... A painful blow to Nintendo Wii U announcing that Xbox will soon connect to your existing tablet or smartphone. So stick around for stories, and they're coming up later in the show. Oh, I want to hear about that. I was just looking at the Wii U because we're thinking about getting a Wii. So there's a Wii U coming out. Oh, I've never even heard of it. Well, it's their new thing. So they're at E3 (laughs) announcing this great new piece of hardware that's got the tablet and everything. And now Microsoft is doing it with your existing tablet? I want to hear all about that. So, yeah. <laughs> stick around, folks. I'm interested in the Facebook uh, conversation because, like, <clears throat> they now are like a stock or something that I heard, yeah. like online. It's it's had its ups and downs, people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out our mobile website. Go to uh, m dot cat five dot tv. That's not uh m dot. It's just just m dot cat five dot tv. There it is. Scan the code. Scan my face. Or my. Yeah, <laughs> and that will take you right over to m.cat5.tv, our mobile version of the site. Also, would love to receive this week your postcard. You can snail mail that to us, Category 5 Technology TV, P.O. Box 29009, Barrie, Ontario, Canada, L4N7W7. We always love to receive your postcards. Yeah, it's have, neat to see. have you guys been getting them in lately? Or? We haven't received any lately. They're in the mail. In the mail? Yeah. So I, mail. I do try to mention them on the air when they come in. So get them coming in. I, I, I don't want to say it because I don't like to manipulate and bribe. But <laughs> I will if I have to. <laughs> because we are keeping a stack of these postcards. And postcards, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. They're like a stack of paper, mm-hmm. which you can kind of shuffle like cards and then pull one out and say, oh, look, you won. Fill in the blank. So get your postcards in, people. <laughs> we love to receive them. Yes. Maxwell's got one in the mail. Very cool. Awesome. That, that was a subtle hint. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than blackmail. <laughs> it kind of is. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I heard that, uh, that you are getting started on Twitter. Which yes, is good news. I'm getting started. I finally made a Twitter account. I'm finally a tweeter. Well, actually, I haven't made any tweets. There you but go. Okay, no tweets. No tweets so yet. So you're a, twi- a tweeter without tweets. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's right, like having work a, on that. It's like having a Facebook with no photos. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before the show about how you've got a phone that just has text messaging. Yeah. And so when I asked Erica, well, why don't you tweet from your phone? She says, well, I've only got text messaging. I don't have Wi-Fi or internet or anything like that. Well, you can actually go into your Twitter account and go into your settings, go into mobile and add your cell phone number. And then you can text message to 21212. And when you do that, because you've already added your phone number, it recognizes, oh, this is coming from your account Mm -hmm. and it places your, your tweet online. 
Which so. I think is awesome because then that gives people that don't have like a data plan yeah. a chance to actually upload what they want to say. You have, do you have unlimited uh, text messages? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or at so. least so many that it doesn't really matter. Maybe Seems I like could I'm make Twitter part of my my ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That'd be amazing. You better tweet a lot. <laughs> oh, dear. Just like every day. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, great to see you. Joining us in the chat room for the first time in quite a while tonight. Uh, of course, from Planet Calypso, Entropia Universe. Cat5.tv slash Calypso. I've been able to uh, make my way into the game quite a few times over the past couple of weeks and caught Alice there a couple times. So nice to see you joining us in the chat room. Awesome. All right, we have a ton of viewer questions tonight, as yes. Erica is well aware. <laughs> and this is like your initiation, because I said this is your third time on, but because of the way things have worked over the past couple of shows, you know, we, we, this is really the first time that you've had a real full force show. So uh, we're going to work through those questions in just a couple of moments. Uh, we've got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com This is Category 5 Technology TV, and you'll find us online at www.category5.tv. Erica, before we do questions, I'll get you to bring up random.org. Okay. Because as promised, we're going to give away a year of telephone service via the magic jack plus awesome also a couple of quick mentions today is a big day for me i reached 1.5 million keystrokes on my computer and you can actually become a part of the cat5 yeah. pulse team on what pulse go to cat5.tv slash pulse and when you're there you'll be able to subscribe uh, install a quick little application into your computer and uh, it simply keeps track of how many times you click on your keyboard. It's not tracking the actual things that you're typing, it just tracks how many times you're, you're type, hitting your keys. So 1.5 million today. Big day, big day. Uh, Garby was, was wow. neck and neck with me and then went and hurt his finger. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I'm going to like totally take over this week. I wasn't really. I mean, I, f I felt bad about the finger because it sounded like it was kind of a serious injury. But Garby, know that, know that we're thinking of you. I hope that your finger heals up. But I am so going to whoop y'all. That's all I have to say. Cat5.tv slash pulse to become involved. Also, the Category 5 version 3 website, which is coming out on July 1st, has now entered beta phase 2, which means that if you are a part of the V3 beta team, you are no longer allowed to visit the existing website. You must only use the V3 website, which is hidden from the general public, but accessible to our V3 team. That is uh, in an effort to uh, basically get you ready for phase 3 when you start reporting bugs and issues like that. So uh, very, very excited about that. And of course, uh, phase three, you'll find the start date on our calendar, cat5.tv slash calendar. All right. Okay, so I got random.org. You got random.org, <coughs> pardon me, up. Random.org is a very cool online service that utilizes the positioning of the moon uh, in order to generate random numbers. I don't know what? if that's a, bunk, uh, a bunch of bunk or if it's actual legit. <laughs> I mean, it could just be a random number with P-H-P-R-A-N-D function that's that's what we know but read it it's kind of cute and maybe it's true okay so i do not have a timpan tonight i do not have fancy graphics what i have is a list on my ipod touch of all the emails that have come in and they are all numbered and you've got one to 78 i can confirm that she does okay and just wait just wait okay. here we go i'm gonna i'm gonna post a twit pic so you can see that this is legit. Hello, world. There's me at the barbecue. <laughs> it was pouring rain. Was that last weekend? Uh, yeah, on the it weekend. It was terrible. Yeah. So rainy. Okay. Are you ready? You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to take the picture after you hit okay. generate. 
One to 78. Here we go. One, two, and three. And I checked there, and it is 78. Ooh. The number. 74. And our winner. Two nights. I'm going to tweet this. <laughs> See how easy this is? Yeah, I got to learn. Tonight's winner. <laughs> number 74. Here we go. Now I'm going back into my email app. Who's number 74? Let's see. I don't have to go back far. Only four emails. Top to bottom. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, our winner, who I still don't know, because it's just a wave file. That's what's cool about the Magic Jack. It actually sends me a wave file attachment to my email, which is the voicemail. So I can push play. Here we go. Hey, this is Michael. I was just calling to tell you why I need a Magic Jack Plus. Is I need a Plus so I don't have to have my computer going. I've had a regular Magic Jack. I like it. The only thing of it is, if my computer's doing something, it checks up, and then I, the calls kind of break up. So I really like a Magic Jack, so I don't need the computer. Thank you very much. Bye. Sound like Michael? <laughs> Congratulations, Michael. my man. <laughs> you are the proud owner of a new Magic Jack. Plus, sounds like you've been using a Magic Jack in the past. And tonight, one of the things that we're going to be looking at is conserving power as a way to reduce our, our monthly expenditures. And interesting that you would mention that you have a Magic Jack that you have to run with the computer, because what's crazy about that is that you've got to have your computer on all the time. You don't realize that you're consuming more power. So make sure you pay attention tonight, Michael, with, with our feature, because uh, interestingly enough, we're looking at saving power and one of the ways you can do that is by switching to the magic jack plus because you don't have to have your computer on anymore how cool is that that's so, pretty cool a magic jack plus is uh going to be in the mail for you i need you to email us your your full uh name and mailing address and uh, as well as that uh, you're going to get the year phone service along with that pardon me so michael oh, awesome. look forward to hearing from you live at category 5.tv <laughs> send that in <laughs> You can still qualify for a Magic Jack. All you have to do is give us a call on our cat phone. It's 254-522-8588. I look forward to your call. Let me know your name, where you're calling from, and uh, why you think you should win a Magic Jack Plus. And we'll be doing a draw in two weeks' time. Well, we have a lot of viewer questions tonight. Excellent. So I might as well get started with one. So... <clears throat> This one starts off, so, hey, there are some okay websites out there, and I think I can improve them because of Category 5 web development series, which is awesome. I found web um, HTT oh, HT track uh, can copy websites, but I'm having some trouble setting it up. Copying displaying the material. What needs to be configured to allow copying to occur and send the copied material to your service server folders, which are on the same system? Okay. So that's from Dan. Thanks, Dan. Um, so what I'm doing, I'm, I'm taking a quick look at HT Track, website copier, and uh, I'm not sure if I if I've seen this particular one. I know I've used similar applications in the past. Basically, what they do, they go out onto the web and they download a static version of whichever website it is that you're browsing. So here's the problem: is it's all client side. It's rendered. HTML. So all of that PHP that actually makes the stuff go, that makes it work, you're not going to get that. Let's say, for example, you go on to, um, oh, I guess I can't think of an example. I'm terrible with examples. I'm not really. Uh, but like, if you were to copy our website, category5.tv, and then we brought out another episode, you wouldn't get that new episode because you don't have the dynamic content. You only have the static content, the output. So that's you know that's the thing you're you're dealing with a whole different type of file so you're going to be downloading the html and in order to make that i guess is the question really how do you now host that so that you have a mirror copy um so you would need an apache server or a web server <laughs> pardon me you can get a web server um application called apache uh, you'll you'll want to install that on a Linux computer, and then you can host that yourself, or however you want to do it. But you're probably you know if you actually want to host it as if you were mirroring another website in case they go down and there's another copy that's static only, not dynamic. You can download it using this HT Track software, 
host it on uh, either your own server or let's say a web host. Let's say you go, uh, we have a coupon that, uh, that you can use. If you go to, uh, let's see, cat5.tv slash dreamhost. And when you go there, this is a, a web hosting company that provides very affordable shared hosting. You can see it's all for $8.95 a month. Say you go sign up, okay? And we're gonna just, I'm just gonna put in some gibberish here for a second, just to get you to the next step. Because I wanna show you what you can do. There's my gibberish. Oh, apparently my email doesn't work. <laughs> they didn't like asdf.com. It was quick and easy. Okay, so what do you want to do? Hey, register a new domain for free so you get your own .com, all right? Scroll down. Give it a domain name. We're going to call this because we know that one's probably available. You can choose your TLD extension. Continue. What I want to show you, here it is, is how to save yourself some money. Okay, because we want to go... Let's say we're going to go a year prepaid with a free trial and then go continue. Okay? Hokey doodle. Questions to get me there. <laughs> <laughs> don't actually do this. Actually fill in the information, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Cambodia. No. No, we're in Canada. Canada. Okay. There is a purpose to my madness. I want to save you money. I want to give you stuff for a really, really good price. Let's see if it lets me further. Because on the last page, oh, oh, goodness, how did you hear about us? Category 5 TV. In what city <laughs> were you born? I don't know. Maybe Barry. Okay, promo code or email that referred you. Here it is. Check it out. Cat 5 TV. That's what I want you to see. Promo code or email that referred you. Cat 5 TV. Wish it wasn't so hard for me to get there, but of course you're going to fill in the information. Just do not forget to fill that in. Reason being, as soon as I agree and hit continue, what do I get? A promo code that gives me $49.40 off. Wow. So now, for only $70, I'm getting website hosting on their servers with the, a free domain name registration. It's a full year's worth of service. And it's got a ton of stuff. It's unlimited bandwidth, unlimited storage, virtually unlimited. Like, you're never going to exceed what they give you. And you, you you just can't go wrong for the price. So don't forget that promo code. Don't forget to check that out. It's cat5.tv slash dreamhost. And the promo code cat5tv. Reason I show you that is because you've got to have a place to host your website now that you've downloaded it with mm -hmm. HTTrack. Uh, and, of course, you can use that for your own web hosting as well if you have a website and you want to host it there. Um, so, basically, then, once you've got a hosting account, you'd upload the files that you just down that you downloaded and mirrored to your hard drive and then host it on your .com. DreamHost gives you the free .com, so call it whatever.com, and then people go there and it looks like the other site, which is a mirror. I don't know the reasoning, folks, why why this viewer is doing that, but that answers the question, I believe. So... Good luck. You've got to have a place to put it on the web that's web accessible. If you have the technical know-how, you can host it yourself. If not, DreamHost is a great way to go. Thanks for the question. And uh, we're going to have to zip along with uh, viewer questions tonight. Okay. So, next viewer question. So, I have not used Ubuntu since for uh, point one. I have used Fedora and Yellow Dog as my secondary system to my Mac. Um, background. So I've decided to give a boot to Gimo a shot after watching an episode of your show. Um, having issues with the network wireless, it keeps asking for password. All suggestions on the website that I've tried don't seem to work. Uh, thanks, Robbie, for all the help. Really enjoy the show. And thanks, Robbie. And mm. this is, I think, Robbie Jacobson. Okay, cool. Awesome. Sorry. Um, Robbie, um could be so many things but of course the first thing i'm going to say is you need to have a password on your wi-fi if you think that you're able to connect to your wireless router without a password there is a big security problem with that so i'm not going to teach you at all uh, because i just couldn't sleep tonight if i taught you how to 
bypass the need for a password so that you can connect without a password. Remember that as soon as you connect to Wi-Fi, you are sending information and receiving information over wireless connection. You are going to do your online banking potentially from that laptop. Do you really want people to access that? Do you want people to be able to access your files that are on your hard drive? There has to be encryption. If there's not encryption, people can do those things. People can get access to your email, they can get access to your online banking, they can get access to your personal files, your printers even. Um, so that's just a big, huge no-no. So we're going to stay away from that. Get onto your router, log onto your router, set it up with WPA2 or better encryption. Don't go with WEP. WEP is not safe. Very, very easy and quick to hack. So go into your router, which uh, if you're unsure how to do that, look at the device manual or um, contact the, the vendor that you rent it from if you rent it. Um, if it's an all-in-one kind of modem slash router combo, definitely uh, your ISP will have that information, how to log into your router and change the uh, WPA2 password. And then you go back to your Ubuntu system and enter that password verbatim uh, into that computer and then at least you know you've got an encrypted connection. As far as how to connect to a system that is unencrypted, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even suggest that, uh, that you do that. So instead, fix your security issue. That's key. All right? <clears throat> um, Jot also has another note. So mm -hmm. he says, Robbie, one reason hey, Jot, to, by the way. to not uh, use a password on Wi-Fi, it can easily be cracked if you use one, and some countries you're responsible for what happens if you have no password, uh, you and claim plausible deniability. I'm not, I'm not sure I understand what, uh, what he's saying there. Do you? Well... He's saying, I don't know, he's like saying not use password because if someone... I will someone never stand by anybody who yeah. says don't use a password. If you are running un unencrypted, you have, to, you have to fix that because you're transmitting data. I'll give you an example. I have a, a customer who has an iPhone. They went away on vacation and they were using um, a, an open Wi-Fi hotspot to check their email and unfortunately they weren't using encryption on their email either. So he was at the hotel and he checked his email from his iPhone. And because we host his email, of course, we saw what was going on. Um, within the day, all of a sudden, about 15,000 emails were going out in his account. And he's saying, well, I didn't do it. It's, I only have my iPhone with me here on vacation. Somebody in the hotel had actually intercepted his Wi-Fi signal, had uh, gotten his password for his email, and then used it to, uh, to blast using his account. So, hmm. big big issue there. You don't want to connect or use any Wi-Fi that is not encrypted or password protected. The password generally means that it's encrypted, but you want to make sure that it's solid encryption, not WEP. So, sorry, John, I, I don't quite follow what you're saying. Um, yeah, uh, Pyrus Rock mentioning that they have uh, issues with Wi-Fi. If you use encryption, that could be a DHCP issue. Uh, in which case you want to look at the you know the root of the problem, but decrypting your network is never the solution. Making it so that other people can access your stuff is never the solution. That's not the right way to do it. If it comes down to it, I would just go hardwired mm -hmm. or get a better router. If you have a problem with DHCP over Wi-Fi, try using a different uh, a different protocol for or a different encryption algorithm. Try a few of the different options. Try a firmware upgrade. I've seen it where th that same kind of thing happens, and a firmware upgrade on the router fixes it. Um, so a few different things you can try. Oh yeah, because like even where I live, like I go on, I sign into my wireless, yeah. and I can get into my neighbors, pretty much. Your neighbor's system? Yeah, because like... Or you mean when you bring up your computer, you can see their wireless and you can click them, on it yeah, and connect to and them. Connect it. And right. I'm like, I never do that. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not sure but which neighbor it is, but we have right. like, like in a suburban area, you have, you're so close yeah. together. Two mile radius. <laughs> so figure, you know, okay, anywhere two miles that way, you know, or a mile Like that literally, way, mile every time I pop it up, I look for mine and I can just have to go through an entire list. Yeah. And it'll be locked, unlocked, locked. And oh. I'm like, And these really? days, what's the router that you want to buy? You go into the store and you buy the router that says maximum range <laughs> maximum signal super high power this one will definitely work in the bedroom right because you want to be able to access your wi-fi from anywhere you don't want to go upstairs and lose your s signal so you buy yeah. the one with the maximum range and of course what does that mean 
if you're unencrypted, neighbors and prowlers and people accessing your stuff. and <laughs> You know how networking works, right? If I'm on the same network as you, I can access your files. Fairly simply. <laughs> so, danger Will Robinson. <laughs> okay. Well, we have another viewer question. From I, uh, I think we're going to have to halt on the viewer oh. questions for tonight because it is time for the news tonight. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, we love receiving your questions. We're going to absolutely get through them. Uh, I know that we've, we've received a ton of your viewer questions this week, and I think that's just to initiate Erica. <laughs> and uh, and it's working. It's working. So uh, next week we're going to do a viewer question extravaganza impromptu, and uh, we're going to get through those questions for you. Uh, in the meantime, Erica, I will uh, allow you to take that away. Well, awesome. So here are the top stories from the Category 5 TV newsroom. Um, a new flexible ultra-thin glass has been unrevealed by the firm that developed Gorilla Glass, currently used to make screens of many mobile devices. Um, dubbed Willow Glass, the product can be wrapped around a device, said the New York-based developer Corning. Um, the glass was showcased at the Society for Information Display Display Week as an industry uh, trade show in Boston. The company said that besides smartphones, it could also be used for displays that are not flat. But until, uh, but until such screens appear on the market, the glass could be used for uh, mobile devices that are constantly becoming mm. slimmer which is most phones nowadays. Yeah, I could see, like, just looking at that, if that's for screens, I could see, like, a wraparound virtual reality kind of setup. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be super cool. <laughs> see, I always wanted, like, I always wanted video phones, but I think with the glass, that'd be pretty cool. Um, mm. Just, like, kind of like like projectile, like, have, like, someone just project right in front of you. Oh, like a like a holographic kind of deal. Yeah, like the the <laughs> Japanese musicians, pop stars, and stuff. Well, um, they brought back Tupac at Coachella. Yeah. Same kind of idea, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, just be like, hey, how's it going? You know, and maybe you can like make yourself look better. And it's stuff. it's <laughs> one of those amazing technologies that is both amazing, like beyond belief, and blow your mind, and creepy. Extremely creepy. <laughs> I wonder what Tupac's thinking right now. <laughs> just I don't like, think oh. he thinks. He's, he's just a computer program at this point. Well, I'm insane. Like, his soul. Yeah. Okay. He's like, I yeah. perform shows <laughs> that when I'm me. dead. <laughs> that ain't me. That's auto-tune in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, authorities in Japan have arrested a suspected video games pirate in the first case of its kind. So, the major... I'm sorry about this name of a country, but uh, Magic Magicon is Magicon. Magicon, yeah, isn't I th- it? I think. Yeah, I think it's Magicon. That's that little Nintendo DS thing that you pop it in. Kind of look like a, like the modern day Game Genie if you're an eight bit Nintendo fan, where you pop it into your DS and then it takes like SD cards and stuff. Oh. Okay. But I think it's called Magicon or uh, okay. chip or something like that. Something. Yeah. So for Magicon manufacturers, um, claim the equipment is designed to allow gamers to run homemade software, which makes sense. But apparently they have been widely used to play pirated games, um, mm. downloaded from the internet, copied onto the SD cards. Um, the rest apparently involves an individual who is selling the device, and Nintendo said it hoped um, hope the case would Discourage other illegal vendors. Yikes. Yeah, I I would say that because <laughs> like like even at my school, like kids download stuff onto the right, SD right. card. You could take mm. anything from the school, really. Oh dear. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> okay, so according to Wall Street, um, Journal Facebook may soon allow children younger than 13 years old to access the site under parental supervision by linking children's accounts to those of their parents. It is also reported that with this link established, parents could also um, allow to control whom their children add as friends. Well, really? Yeah. Then what's the point? Mm. If you're under 13, you really don't That's need to go on there. That's just their excuse to get advertising out to the kids. and Yeah, they get Coca-Cola kids. Coca-Cola like, would be all over that like, McDonald's. They have better things to do than be on Facebook. Like, really, 12, like... 12-year-olds? 
Not really. I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different generation. I'll play Halo or something. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Little 12-year-olds, that's the recommendation that you get from Erica. Play Halo or something. Play Halo or something. (laughs) You know, you can talk online. Oh, wow. You know, you you get social interaction through microphones and you're not just Mm. searching up people sitting there you know like oh this person's life is so cool you know (laughs) halo's fun okay end of story (laughs) okay so microsoft has dealt a painful painful blow to nintendo as they demonstrate their wii u at um, e3 this week microsoft has unrevealed Xbox Smart Glass, a service to allow your existing tablet, computer, and smartphone to com- uh, communicate with your Xbox game consoles, which is very similar to the bound-to-be-expensive um, uh, Wii U, which includes a tablet as a game controller. Microsoft Smart Glass allows users to control games on their touchscreen devices and can control mm-hmm. extra information about uh, progress. It also lets the handheld act... As as controllers for the firm, firm's Internet Explorer web browser, which will launch on the console later this year. Wow. Um, that, that, to me, like, that just makes sense. Because my device already has an accelerometer and a good, decent touchscreen, multi-touch. And I was looking at the Wii U thinking, oh, that tablet is so cool. But I can, with the Xbox, you can do it with your existing tablet. We have a couple of different devices. Yeah, we don't have any tablets. Wii U killer before it's even released? That's crazy. Yeah, like that, that I don't know. Poor Nintendo. <laughs> I just kind of feel bad. <laughs> I feel they're the bomb and yet they're constantly behind. Yeah. I, I kind of was looking at the Wii U specs and it's it's great, but it's kind of a little bit ahead for the moment. But it's still old hardware and it's going to be surpassed by the next gen of anything that comes out very very quickly well soon like even with microsoft like they're going to probably even better the wii u after this like like once it even comes out oh like, yeah like they'll come but they've out already done it like, like they they just, are, yeah we just done or it. nintendo just made the announcement like on monday or sunday or something like that about the the uh, controller but the controller is like a 200 hundred dollar device that you have to like that you get with the wii u so people are speculating that it's going to be a 500 hundred dollar console <laughs> So now they're saying, oh, we'll one-up you. We'll let you use your existing tablet on your Xbox. Well, Xbox did that with Kinect as well. Yeah, Because now with Kinect, Without it's the controller. Like, yeah, you can just, like, I, I was using it at my friend's house, and, like, it's so easy. And he's, But sometimes he's sitting there yelling at it, and he'll be like... <laughs> Connect, connect. So the the question, the question. Yeah. <laughs> like he's sitting there, like, come on, and like he's getting all angry and stuff, and I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> I, I wonder if Microsoft should really just stick to the gaming end of things. Like they seem to be doing it kind of right. That yeah. seems like a really good. Nintendo's thing, yeah. probably just looking for the most profits as they can. I don't know. Nintendo's never been like that. For in this case, because if like you actually have to buy their own tablet, like yeah, um, it was kind of smarter. There, moves I think margins on. margins themselves on the devices that's higher on an Xbox than it is on a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like the Wii devices, they're cheap for the cost of manufacturing. I think so. I know I interrupted you. <laughs> you were gonna say get the full stories. I know, I know. <laughs> well, get the full stories. Uh, category five dot TV uh, slash newsroom, and the category five TV newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions from our community of viewers. If you have news stories you think that are worthy of on-air mention, send us an email. And at newsroom at category five um, dot TV, and for category five uh, dot TV newsroom, I'm Erica Lalonde. Erica, thank you. <laughs> Great job. And tonight, our show is brought to you in part, of course, by GardengateFarms.com. Check them out for certified organic broccoli sprout and wheatgrass juice. Visit GardengateFarms.com. Also, the official electrical company of Category 5 Technology TV is Cordery Electric. You can find out more about them uh, following the details on your screen or visit CorderyElectric.com. Certainly, if you're looking for an electrician within the Barrie and surrounding areas, then uh, that's who you want to call. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. (laughs) And I'm Erica Lalonde. 
And also, Category 5 TV is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. Um, if it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Thank you, Erica. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure what a blueberry is. Are you just having a fun chat? Yeah. Blueberry. I black? love blueberries. What's blue- Strawberries, too. Well, no, no, no. Are they just making fun of Blackberry from Rim? Oh. Probably. Chat room. <laughs> Chat room, folks. They're just messing with us. It's okay. Yeah. It makes I, sense. I usually get left out of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first time ever using MSN, I had a friend named JK. And, Thanks, um, Maxwell. <laughs> someone said to me, he's like, yeah, JK, JK. And I'm like, why are you talking about JK? And I was totally left out that JK in MSN chat means just kidding. Oh, okay. But yeah. I was like, why are you talking about my friend? Like, like JK, JK. But yeah. Oh, that's his name. And, yeah, ah, like that's gotcha. his name. And see, right. in these situations, I Interesting. usually... <laughs> Took me a while to figure out why people were sending me emails with a J at the end. And then I realized, oh, Microsoft Outlook has a little smiley face that translates into a J. Took me a while. So now you know the rest of the story. Erica, um, I, w- I was mentioning at the top of the show, we're going to learn a little bit about saving yes. money based on power consumption tonight. Uh, you're familiar with the smart meters. You've heard about those and the fact, you know, they kind of went around Barry here and, and installed them um, a little while ago here in Barry. And, and, you know, there's there's those of us or those in the, the local area and around the world who say, you know, no to smart meters. No, smart meters are bad and, and this and that. And they and concerned about companies knowing too much information about you and all this and that. I think the most legitimate concern that I saw, I mean, the, the hydro company can come around to your meter and, and read it at any time, but I think the most legitimate concern that I would have saw is that the fact that a hydro meter reader, I don't know what the actual position is called, but the fact that those people are have to go to the meter means that they're going to kind of inspect things as they're there, you would think. So if there's a problem, an electrical problem, they might detect that at the meter, whereas the smart meters because they're all electrical, you know, it could be sparking and nobody would know about it for months. Um, so it seems legitimate enough. But the fact is, what smart meters do open us up to as consumers is access to our usage data in a way that we've never been able to do before. Um, by using that usage data, we're able to determine when our peak times are that we're using uh, a lot of hydro. I've even been able to determine you know, how exactly how much does my uh, central air conditioner cost. And by just kind of manipulating the thermostat just a little bit, I can actually visually see, because of my smart meter, how much money I'm saving and how much money I'm, I'm spending every time I do something with the electricity within the house. So along comes a great service called Lowfoot. And this service is, uh, if you're in Ontario, Canada, uh, then this is for you. And if you're not, then uh, there are certainly going to be similar services made available to you. I think Lowfoot is a prime example, though, of an excellent, excellent service uh, for this purpose. So now having access to our smart meter data, we can do stuff that we were never able to do before. Lowfoot takes an interesting perspective because they firmly believe that by reducing our hydro usage, Mm -hmm. there's a couple of things that happen. First thing that happens is, of course, we're going to save money because our hydro bill is going to be less because we're using less hydro. Second thing is it's going to, if there's enough people doing it in a way that is practical and makes sense because the pie chart just doesn't work. I mean, you get the pie chart here in Canada and somebody gives it to you and, and says, okay, well, here are your peak times. This is when you're supposed to use the hydro and this is when you're not. Nobody really sticks to it because it's a pie chart sitting on your fridge. <laughs> if it came to me in an email and said, hey, by the way, uh, try not to use too much energy tonight, uh, maybe turn off the lights or whatever, then all of a sudden it becomes practical and I can, I can achieve that. So along comes Lowfoot and they say, okay, let's get 10,000 people together on this site. Let's get uh, 100,000 or a million people together to all conserve energy at the same time. And what does that do? Now we can measure not just the little bit that Robbie Ferguson is able to save, but the massive amount that all these people that are using the service are able to save. Lofoot connects into my smart meter data provided by my power company, and that data is then aggregated and, and parsed in a way that I, as a, a lay user to electricity, am able to understand. So y- using that now, 
they can see, okay, now we've saved not just this little bit, but accumulative, uh, we, accumulative that's a hard word, accumulatively, we have saved this massive amount, and now we've perhaps, you know, done enough or done something for the environment that says, okay, well, now uh, there's no need to build uh, another power plant here. Or perhaps, you know, that's generating enough energy, uh, the same amount of energy as, as several hundred wind term- turbines. So you're not having the environmental impact as, uh, as you would with generating more power as you are with reducing. So what else is interesting about Lowfoot is that they keep track of your successes in saving uh, energy and uh, they encourage you and help you to to save energy in practical ways by email, by graphs and uh, visual representations that make sense. So now they take that data and uh, they say, okay, well you've achieved it all month, so we're going to give you some low foot credits, and that can actually be translated into cash into your pocket. So not only are we saving money, but we have the potential to also earn money uh, for our savings. As I understand it, the hope would be, and it makes absolute sense that now you know companies, and it's not in place yet as I understand it, but low foot could then sell the cost savings as carbon footprint uh, emissions reductions to companies that need to uh, offset their, their carbon footprint. Uh, so very interesting business model, very interesting service. And I, oh, and I just realized the camera was on you. I'm sorry. Here I am explaining it. I'm going to just install this here. So now I actually preset this up. It only took me about 25 minutes to set this up in its entirety. But I'm going to just kind of accelerate the video just a little bit so that you can see. First thing it asked me for is my information, my, my name and username that I want on the site. And from there, we'll just create an account. And the first thing that I received from Lowfoot is just a quick little email that uh, that said, hey, click here to authenticate. You can see on the next screen here that uh, I've been sent an activation link. So by following the link that uh, that has been sent to my email, there we go. My email address has been verified. How hard is this to set up? Again, lowfoot.com. And you can see there are a number of notification settings. And when I clicked on privacy here, it said I can't do anything because I haven't added my meter. So I'm going to click on that. And you'll see a list here that has a list of utility providers. If your provider is in here, then I would assume that that means that it's going to work for you. If it's not, then it will not. Uh, By clicking on my provider, uh, now I get an option to click to learn more about how to set it up. And you'll see that it's actually very verbose. There's screenshots, there's links and a a nice little walkthrough on how to activate your smart meter so that they can access the data. Very, very simple, done securely. And so I've gone through the steps on my provider's website and now I've provided the information to Lowfoot. I highly recommend that you read the member's agreement and I did here. Now I've actually accelerated this video quite substantially and actually cut out some in the middle. Uh, as I said, it took me a, an entire 25 minutes, and I, and I read through that whole thing, and everything checked out just fine for me. Basically says that they're going to use your data for the purpose of aggregation and, and for their service. So now my account is connected, so, or my meter is uh, connected, and so I'm going to go and see my usage. And you can see now I actually get a graph, and I didn't realize that it's not going to be from here forward. It's actually, it goes back to the time when my smart meter was installed. So now I can see that Tuesday nights are a little bit of a peak, and if I go back in time, I can actually see previous months, and I can see, you know, what those months look like, peaks and valleys, and I can start to plan my electrical usage based on that. Mm -hmm. So... The next step for me was to figure out, okay, well, now that I have the ability to keep track of my entire household's power usage, which is fantastic because now it makes sense. I mean, you saw the graphs and it's really, really easy to understand all that. Uh, Really well laid out, better than than my provider themselves as far as their website goes. My problem is, is, and why does it keep going to you? Sorry about that, folks. It's okay. It's a lovely girl. A lovely girl. (laughs) But I'm sorry that it's meant to be here. Okay. I have this server that runs all the stuff that you see on Category 5 TV. It's an old box, but it acts as a front end to my Unraid server. And I say, well, okay, I wonder how much power this thing is actually using on my system. And so what, what I've actually done is 
gone out and gotten this device called a kilowatt. And a kilowatt, it's spelled K-I-L, kill, dash, A, dash, watt, for watts, right? Kill a watt. And this device uh, retails, I've seen them, I went on Amazon today just to check it out for you. Let's see, what uh, what was their pricing like? Roughly 30 to $50. So you can get it as low as 30 if you get one on sale or whatever. They're about 50, 60 bucks normally. So this tells you how much power a particular device plugged into it is actually using. So I plugged it into this big old server, the Dell PowerEdge 1400 in the middle there, which has been ultra reliable, but as you can see is using 79 watts of power. 79 watts of power. So I said to myself, okay, well, what does that exactly mean? What does it translate into mm -hmm. now that I've got my system set up with low foot, my power meter and my smart meter set up with that, I can start to determine things. I pulled out my bill and I determined, okay, well, it's costing me about 11 cents per kilowatt hour for hydro. So there we go. This server, I'm going to take 79 watts, okay, so 79 on your calculator, and we're going to go times 24 for one day divided by 1,000. That's going to give us the kilowatt hour usage per day, 1.896. I'm going to times that by 0.11 because I'm paying 11 cents per kilowatt hour per day. So per day, that server is costing me 20 cents. I'm going to times that by 365 to see what my cost is per year. And I've determined now, based on that real simple calculation, that my 79-watt server is depleting my bank account of $76 a year. Doesn't seem like a lot. But it's a little bit of something when it's such a basic device on my mm. network, and I'm using that as the example. So I set out to find a low-powered server, something that would use very, very little hydro. And along comes a device called the FitPC3. And I'll give you a quick rundown of this, and we're going to actually be reviewing this here on the show. It looks like a router, quite frankly. Yeah, it does. It looks just like any exact same kind of router. It's about the it. same size as a router. It's got the Wi-Fi dual antennas and everything like that. But you'll notice something interesting about this is the design. Now, you can't see at home, but feel that. <laughs> what do you notice? Heavy. What do you notice? Yeah. I'm noticing it's heavy. that it's heavy. Because this entire body of this unit is a heat sink for the unit itself. There are no fans, and it is a... Uh, uh, an actual computer, a full-fledged computer. And in fact, is what? way better than the server that I'm running in there, taking up that much space and taking up 79 watts. Looking at the specs of this device, it's the FitPC3. You can find out more about it at cat5.tv slash fit, F-I-T. This device has 4 gigabytes of RAM and a 1.65 gigahertz APU uh, based on an AMD chipset with virtualization, has a 250-gig hard drive uh, integrated, and comes pre-installed with Linux Mint. That's the quick rundown. So we're going to plug this into the kilowatt, as I showed you here. Here we go. This device is very cool. It's going to tell us how much wattage we're using. And I'm going to plug this in. I'm going to set up the video so that you can actually see what's coming up on the screen once it, uh, once it boots up. There we go. <laughs> um, Jot was saying that you could tell everyone that um, when you say hydro, it means power, electricity. Power. Yeah, there we go. Okay, power's on. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I'm going to set this down. Power is on and it is booting. There we go. Okay, and right now at this very moment, hard to see, 16 watts. Okay. During boot, so it's it's pulling quite a bit of draw, and we experienced this when we reviewed a, a multimedia uh, PC kind of system a couple of weeks ago uh, with the iOS devices. That it seems to draw quite a bit off the top, but then as soon as it's booted and everything, see it's going down to 14. And on a standard idle where the server was at 79 watts, this is running about 11 watts at at just running. Okay, because remember, I'm running these things 24/7. Oh, it just spiked up to 19, but yeah, pretty low. Okay, so let's see where it about averages. A couple of little spikes there as it's booting. Remember, we're booting the computer up right now, so it's doing everything, and there it is. Oh, and it's loaded the Wi-Fi and everything like that. So a little bit more power needed there. 
and now it's tapered off and down at 13. I'm watching this on the screen with you as well at home. <laughs> so it looks like it's pretty stable around 13, 14, 13. Okay, so let's let's say our average is about 13 for when it's in running mode. Oh, it's gone up a little bit. So let's set the average at 15 because we did spike up a little bit there. So let's say it were to run at 15 watts, okay? So we use that same math. And what did I say the last one was? Um, $76. $76 a year. I'm going to just jot that down. $76 per year. Okay. So I've got this at 15 watts times 24 hours divided by 1,000 to get our kilowatts per day, which is 0 0.36, times 0.11 is the cost of my kilowatt hours, 4 cents for the day, as opposed to the 20 that my server is running. Uh, times 365 my cost to run the uh, this particular de device, the Fit PC3, is $14.45 per year. 24-7, running all the time at my current hydro rate. $14.45. Remember that this is a 1.65 gigahertz computer with a 250 gig hard drive, networking, gigabit Ethernet, Wi-Fi, everything that I need. Uh, ESATA if I want to hook up like an external A-RAID device or Drobo or something along those lines, Drobo Pro, that would allow me to have external storage. It's going to connect through LAN to my data storage server, which is running Unraid. And so we've just cut, let's do the math real quick, $76 take away $14.45. My monthly bill has now gone down by $61.55. Wow. Okay, $61.55 in savings. That's for a guy who's running a server in his background. I run a show and that's inevitably necessary. But there's a lot of companies out there that are running storage servers or uh, let's say an Apache server. Imagine a Linux server that only uses 13, 14, 15 watts and only costs you $14 a year to run. That's absurd. Stick a solid state drive in there. It's a spinning hard drive, the 250 gig hard drive. It's a standard 2.5 inch hard drive. So now we've we create a device that's entirely solid state. There are no moving parts if you put a solid state drive in there. What are we at right now? 10 watts. And it's sitting, running, doing its thing just with Linux Mint booted up. Amazing. Amazing. So the cost of this device, now remember it is a full-fledged server, computer. It's a workstation. It's got 3D HD graphics. HDMI output uh, comes with an HDMI to DVI adapter, so it could be used for a full computer. If you're thinking about buying a computer, here's the option: it's solid state. It's not going to. Uh, it's it's it doesn't have fans. It doesn't make any noise. You can buy a mounting bracket to put it on the back of a monitor, and it's fast. It's Linux based and four gigs of RAM, 250 gig hard drive, and uses <laughs> pardon me very very little power. So you're automatically saving money. Mm -hmm. Cost is about $600 in around that range for the system, which is uh, pretty common, pretty typical for a, a half-decent computer. Keeping in mind, it does have HD graphics. could be used uh, for many different purposes, considering it's HDMI, HD, 1080p, whatever you want to use. Uh, we're actually connected to it at 1080p right here, and it's working fantastically. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a mouse to plug into it. Otherwise, I'd love to show it to you, and that's why we're going to do a review down the road. So... Cutting off $61.55 off of my bill, is it worth $600? Well, maybe not if that was the only savings, but fact is, is I'm going to be deprecating that server to replace it with this. So now, all of a sudden, not only am I saving power, but I'm saving space. It's very, very small. If you've got like a, an external A-RAID device, ESATA, with multiple hard drives, and carpet taped, I mean, I hate to say it, but carpet taped the thing to the top. You've got an entirely self-contained backup unit that has a 1.65 gigahertz computer built in. It mm -hmm. could be running Apache. It could be running virtual machines. It has AMD's uh, virtualization technology built into the APU. So now it becomes a virtual machine server. Fantastic stuff. And uh, limitless as to what you can do. So again, we're going to be looking more at the Fit PC down the road, but check them out, cat5.tv slash fit. And for tonight, look at the power that we're able to save just by uh, changing our, our mindset about what kind of device we need to use today. Uh, we're able to get very, very low-powered devices, and uh, interesting to see that, uh, that it does make a difference when it comes to the bottom line at the end of the year. 
In the meantime, pick yourself up a kilowatt. Again, you're not going to see them any higher than probably 60 bucks. Go get yourself one of these. It's going to be, you plug it into your fridge and uh, tell yeah, you if you're test, wasting power. You can, like, literally, like, I think that's totally worth it because you can test everything in your house. Anything at all. If it's got a power outlet and a power cord, you can test it. Find out how much it's costing you based on the wattage. Uh, and uh, keep in mind, we're going to be posting on our website, category5.tv, a full list of all the ways that we're going to be conserving power, uh, doing things better for the environment. You've seen that we actually have a web p- uh, page on our website, category5.tv, for our green initiatives. Do check that out. But also, um, all of the cost savings is going to be broken down, including the out-of-pocket expenses. So when we look at the cost savings, we're also going to be looking at how much did it cost to get there. So everything's very realistic. Do keep a watch on our website. There will be a matrix that will uh, share that data with you in a comparison and help you to be able to save money, perhaps for your home, perhaps for your business. Uh, and uh, we're, we're very excited about some of the ways that we can rework things and, and just change our, our way of doing things using technology. These days, it's very, very exciting. Check out lowfoot.com and uh, check out what they're able to do with your smart meter and how they're able to aggregate your data in a, in a way that makes sense to me. And uh, maybe that will save you as well. It's definitely better than the pie chart on your fridge. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely better. <laughs> Erica, I can't believe that we are out of time. Nice also, to see you. Nice to have yes. you here tonight. And, uh, I'll be turning 18 at the end of the month. 18. <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday to you. Awesome. I don't know if we'll see you before then, but uh, certainly you it's will June be back. June 29th. So. June 29th. So, so hint, hint, that gives you just enough time to send cards and chocolates. Yes. Oh, oh, love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Cheers. Nice to see everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Category 5 TV. Do check out our website, Category5.tv. Check out my blog, blog blog.category5.tv, where I'm very excited that Category 5 is going into mainland China. Um, so check awesome. that out to find out more. Um, that's all the time that we have. I wish we had more time to uh, to talk more. Get on uh, people asking about the kilowatt. Uh, you can just get on Google, get on Amazon, get on uh, your local vendor's website. They're available pretty much everywhere. So check it out. Uh, you'll be able to get one of those. Very, very handy device for your kit. Have a great week, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday night. Awesome. See ya. See ya later. Night. <laughs>